Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. We want to take a minute and give credit to one of our sponsors of the show, Her2 Beauty Bar. They specialize in all-natural skincare, all-natural ingredients, which includes sensual body butters, cleansing soap milk, exfoliating sugar scrubs, facial aloe skin products, and argan hair care. Go to MySkinCareNatural.com to shop for your natural skincare needs. Now, back to the show. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad we finally got some nice weather after being three weeks in snow and deep freeze. Yes. <laughs> Wait, aren't you a Florida? Uh, no, I wish. I'm oh, in that's Illinois. Right, Chicago. <laughs> I don't know why I keep thinking. Uh, why Listen, I, I wish I was in Florida with the weather that they have. Girl, please. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. It's been a it's been a mess these last um several weeks with the snow and the cold. So And all of the snow is finally melting. I can actually mm-hmm. see the ground. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> it's it, at probably two weeks ago you felt like that snow was never gonna go away. Oh, I mean, 'cause we could we had three rounds of snow over twelve inches here. Mm-hmm. We yeah. had we had about three. It wasn't twelve inches. I think the highest um we got mm-hmm. I want to say it was eight. Eight. Like okay. eight to nine inches. <clears throat> okay. Gosh, that is crazy. Well, it looked like we're on the upside going in the spring. So yeah. yep. I am happy about that. So <laughs> welcome you guys to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where we recap both the Young and the Restless and the Bold and the Beautiful. And for this week, it is the week of the 22nd through the 26th, I think it is. Yes. Mm -hmm. This one was a pretty interesting week. Um, I think we are still about two to three days behind due to um, everything that happened a couple weeks ago. So, you know, we were preempted. But even with that being said, it's still nice to see that we're getting some good content. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, especially on YNR this week. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So, um, where do you want to begin? Because we have several storylines. We have um, the Ray, Adam, Chelsea situation going on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we also have this thing, of course, with Abby, Devon, Mariah, and the baby situation that they're trying to, um, you know, move forward with. Yeah. Um, we also have Sally Jack and um, the situation with that. And then we still got a little bit of Victoria and Billy and Lily this week. Yeah. And a little bit of Amanda and her bio mom. And her bio mom. Exactly. Exactly. So where do you want to start? Which one um... do you want to tackle first? You want to come? You want to go to small one? Okay. Make it in her mind. Yep. Okay. Cool. So, I think that was was that Thursday episode or was that yesterday? I think it was Thursday. Thursday. Okay. So, 
you know, I guess they originally she wasn't going to come into town and then she did. Or how did that go? Because it just seemed like she just showed up and Amanda was mm-hmm. surprised. Yeah, I don't think I don't think this was a planned meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she just like you said, she just showed up and because Amanda was uh, it looked like she was taken off guard when she saw her. Right. Um, right. I think. Go ahead. I was just going to say it seemed like it was going well at first mm-hmm. and then you saw Amanda start to get a little bit emotional when she um, decided to ask her mom if she had known that she was struggling that she grew up struggling would she have done anything to, to help her she had found out like back then um, that she was struggling would she have done anything to like to to change her mind about wanting to be in their lives and her mom just kind of sat there, <clears throat> didn't give a, didn't an give answer. an answer, and Amanda, yeah, Amanda took that as a as a no, she wouldn't have, so it kind of blew up on them a little bit. So let me ask, let's let's kind of talk about that for a minute. Do you think? And I just think Naya is not being fully transparent. I mean, it's one thing she's talking about the surface things about you know, her grandfather and he was a Yale graduate. She went off to Wheaton College to do blah, 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 blah. I mean, it was surface. They never haven't, well, they haven't yet tackled why she couldn't bring a baby back home. Only besides the fact of embarrassment. Right? Yep. So, do you think it's something deeper than that? Than just her parents didn't want the embarrassment of her daughter having a a child out of wetlock or too young or whatever the excuse was? Um, it just seemed that I don't know. I, and maybe I'm, you know, me, I'm always trying to think deep and alternate yeah. <laughs> alternate <laughs> ideas. <laughs> but um, Amanda has this expectation that you should have kept us. Why didn't you keep us? And And that's totally I can understand where Amanda coming from, but there's two sides to this thing. Yeah. So is it, and me and you, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, was it, I mean, she's a college student. She's an adult. It's not like it was her having a child at like 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. She was actually in college, maybe freshman year. I don't know, because it seems like she said she had a good time in college and then she ended up pregnant and the rest was history. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at maybe age 20, would that have been an embarrassment to the family? I don't know. What do you think? I guess it depends on your parents, like how your parents raise you and how um, how they want people to people to perceive them. Mm-hmm. So I could see, I could see if it was, if they were like a, a family of, um, uh, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Elites. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they were like, had some kind of elite status in their, in their community. Mm-hmm. Um, even though she was 20 years old or however old she was in college, she's still in college and she's still young. She wasn't married. So I could definitely see <clears throat> her parents maybe um, having some sort of influence in, in her life to where she allowed them to to force her to give her kids up for adoption for the, the sake of keeping their family name, I guess, intact. 
there's a there's there's plenty of people that regardless of how old they are mm-hmm. can still be influenced by other people. That's true. Look at Victoria. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And see, this is why we have two people on this show because we continue to show, you know, other, you know, the other person, hey, what about this? So I appreciate that. That makes sense. Yeah. That's because what like you say, look at Victoria. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm thinking with her. And I, I feel like Naya is a little maybe selfish too. Okay. So maybe it, what she's blaming it all on her parents, but maybe it's her as well. Maybe she didn't want to deal with with um, babies, twins at that. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. So while she's putting this all on her parents and how her parents didn't want her to to um, raise kids at the age that she was at, she, it, it could have been a little bit of she didn't want to raise kids either. That's a good point. Now, back, you know, piggybacking on what you're saying, at, there's what happened to the point when she graduated out of high school I mean out of college before she met Amani's father mm-hmm. was there any idea thought maybe you know hey I got kids out there somewhere or she was just like well they're gone oh well you know what I mean yeah I think at that point she is probably just like I've, I've already given them up for adoption there's no need for me to go look for them I want to move on with my my own life Mm-hmm. And then, of course, she met Amani's father and then had her. I had Amani and had a whole separate family and just decided to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting, though, I will say how the, the writers switched this whole thing up, because when Hillary came on, they um, the the character that was written in at that point being, I think, Anne, mm-hmm. that Anne was her biological mother and that Hillary was biracial. They yeah. switched that. Yeah, they did. Now they want to make it as if Anne, you know, adopted this, these kids. And I'm like, really, writers? Come on. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not like it was back in 1994 that that storyline started. That storyline was only in 2017. Right. 2018. You know what I mean? So for them to say, you know, oh, yeah, you were adopted when they made it look like Anne was Hillary's biological mom. And she had an African-American father and she was biracial. Yeah. That was crazy. But anywho, you know, that's how soaps usually work. They can flip the script like we always do on here all the time. Yep. So. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I think that is, I, I will say that it's good that they're trying to build a connection with each other, with Naya coming into town wanted to get to know her at this point. How do you feel about her keeping Amanda as this little secret away from everything? I don't like that. Okay. I My thing is, if you want to get to know me, like if you truly want to get to know me, then you're going to come clean with your family. You're not going to, I'm not going to be a secret. I'm not going to hide any, any or keep any secrets for you if I'm approached by somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you if you truly truly like want to be in my life, then you're gonna have to you're gonna have to come clean to your husband. You're gonna have to tell your daughter like this is what I'm doing. I can't have you, you know, causing issues between between me and Amanda because if she if she keeps going that way, then they're never really going to truly have a relationship because it's always going to be her sneaking around to go spend time with her. Mm-hmm. So 
I think I feel like right now she's just going and visiting Amanda out of guilt. She just feels guilty because now she's got this fully grown adult daughter who turned out to be very successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and she knows that, well, I, I guess I can't necessarily say it was wrong what she did. She mm-hmm. felt like she was doing what she had to do. but At that moment in at time. At that moment, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think she feels guilty about it now. And maybe she feels guilty about how she reacted to um, Amanda when Amanda first first found her. Mm-hmm. So let me yeah. ask you this. If just say Amanda wasn't this summa cum laude uh, Yale graduate that's now a great lawyer for this communications company mm-hmm. and she was just this ab- average everyday person. I wonder what Naya's take would have been then. Would would she been as so wanting to really be in her life or would she been like, oh my God, I don't know if I want to do this. You know, maybe I just leave you where you're at. Just say if she was just downtrodden or mm-hmm. something or going through hard stuff and didn't go to an Ivy League school, would she, I wonder, and then again, this is all scripted, but I'm wondering if that would have been a different take. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, I feel like it would have been different. I feel like she would have definitely just, I don't know, I guess just from the way she seems now with Amanda, mm-hmm. like how secretive she's trying to be with her family, even though Amanda is this huge, like successful lawyer. Mm-hmm. If it if it would have been the opposite, like you said, I don't I think she wouldn't have wanted anything to do with her. Yeah. Let me ask you something. I think it would have been really cool and I mean, they could always write it in the script to have both Hillary and Amanda as actual sisters on the show. What would you think about that? Like if uh, Hillary had not been killed off? Right. Or oh, if yeah. they say, you know, Nate took her off somewhere to heal her and they she was presumed dead, just like they do Adam every two years. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I would. I, that would have been nice to see. That because... would have been interesting. I would have liked to have seen how Hillary would have treated Amanda if she would have been, if it would have changed her personality Uh or if she, I don't know, maybe would have felt some competition with her because, you know, Hillary was, she was a little cut. She was fierce. Yeah. Uh So, yeah, I think that would have been a, that would have been nice to see. You know, yeah, I would have, I would have actually wanted to see that. That would have been interesting. But, um, yeah, so, you know, I mean, it was a small clip this week of these two. Um, At one moment, we saw uh, Amanda was not happy. And, you know, um, she kind of, you know, she calmed down a little bit and Mm -hmm. they ended on a good note. And she asked to see her again. And, you know, Amanda was open to it. But this whole secret thing, it's like. I, I I don't like it. It, it makes it yeah. seem like a dirty little secret you're hiding. Yeah, and this your this is your daughter. Like, mm-hmm. if your husband, if your husband can't get past the fact that you had a, you had twins in college mm-hmm. and you gave them up for adoption, if that causes some type of strain in your relationship, then maybe you don't need to be with them anyway. <laughs> yeah, you need to reevaluate where his head is because if you're thinking that oh. He's going to think I lied to him and kept this dirty secret. The same story you telling Amanda, you need to tell him too. My right. family wasn't cool with me 
keeping these kids. Right. And you know your father-in-law or your mother-in-law and you know how they are or whatever, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't agree. I think that she definitely can sit down and have a conversation and be honest. Because Amani does know, right? She now knows that that girl is her sister. Yep, she does. So who's to say Amani don't get mad and just blow this whole thing up? Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm wondering, too. It's like, why is she... Why is she okay keeping this secret from her father? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And yep. It also makes me wonder, like, is is Naya a a weak person in the sense of she lets people, the people in her life, tell her what to do and boss her around, and you know what I mean? Like she mm-hmm. doesn't have charge of her own life because look how her daughter was acting. Yeah. So I mean, her daughter her was acting like a bodyguard or yeah. FBI agent. <laughs> or or jealous boyfriend. <laughs> exactly. Like, just controlling. She seemed very controlling. So it makes me wonder if maybe her husband is also controlling. That's a possibility. I don't know. So, um, like I said, we only got that one day with her. Yeah. In that whole situation. But, um, yeah, so... Do you want to leave? Because we didn't see no Elena and Nate this week, did we? Nope. They didn't show them to. Okay. So let's go into, since we're coming off of Devon and Hillary, I mean, Amanda, uh, go into this whole thing with this baby thing with Devon and uh, Mariah and um, what's the girl name? Abby. Abby. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Miss Abby. (laughs) so it's interesting how both Devon and Mariah think that this is just going to be fun happy-go-lucky and that this thing is not going to be that deep Mm -hmm. all three of them Mm -hmm. they think I mean even Abby and I just see problems coming yes I do too and that's why I think didn't we see part of Amanda trying to tell Devon like look dude you think this is all cool and everything is fun and you're going to be da- uh, the baby's, you know, uncle or whatever. Yeah. However, it's, it's, it goes a little bit deeper than this and you need to protect your interests. What do you think about that? Um, I I agree with her. It, mm-hmm. It's going to be his biological child that he's going to see growing up. And... <clears throat> I can't imagine how difficult it's going to be for him to watch Chance and Abby like celebrate his milestones and have to have to sometimes you know assert some discipline to that child that he may not agree with and and him have to sit back and keep his mouth shut because legally the child is not yours and you don't have a say. Um, so I don't. It, it seems like maybe he's not fully thinking about like the emotional connection that he's going to have correct to this kid and I feel like that is also kind of what um Sharon was getting at with Mariah before she had got interrupted by a phone call mm-hmm. because Mariah um, Mariah was talking to her about it and she was like are you thinking about like not she, she started to say I think she started to say not just physically but mentally as well Mm-hmm. before they got interrupted so yeah I don't think Devon and, and Mariah have fully I, I feel like they should probably like all go talk to 
a counselor or something that specializes in like situations like this to to maybe like get all of the and of course they can't cover every single possibility that might come out of this but Mm -hmm. a lot of at least some of like the main things before they jump into it exactly um yeah, I, you know, Mariah thinks, oh, I'm just going to carry this baby, go to some doctor's appointments, and that's going to be it. Yeah. No. Because normally, and as any other mother who's had a child, I've had two of them, there is a connection, an emotional connection that builds when you're carrying a baby inside of you. Mm-hmm. So for her to think that and like you said counseling is going to be needed and we'll see a lot of that next week mm-hmm. because I did see Monday's episode but um counseling is definitely going to be key especially for Mariah yeah because there's no way it's when you've been eating sleeping waking up going to bed going to apartments feeling this baby move inside of you and things like that you're going to build some form of a connection. Are you going to be able to emotionally detach when that baby is born and given to Abby? And it's around town. Like, it's not like she's doing this for a family that she's Correct. connected to. Like, she's going to be seeing this baby for the rest of her life. Right. Yep. And the same Absolutely. With Devon. What'd you say? I was saying, and, and the same with Devon. He's going to be seeing, the, and, and Abby wants them in the baby's life, so... It, it it is not one of those things where he he donates his sperm and he has no he goes away it. right yeah he he they they're both going to know who this baby is and they're going to be a part of the baby's life and that's why the sperm banks and the things make it so disconnected mm-hmm. so therefore you know you're a number you're a number one two oh five six seven whatever. Right. And the mother on the opposite end or whoever's trying to have the child, they have no connection to the sperm donor. And when the sperm donor, you know, makes a donation, they don't know where their, you know, sperms are going. So right. it's different because everybody know everybody in this situation. Yeah. And the thing is, there are huge, massive, um, I won't say massive, but they're um, elite families involved in this because the other thing is that they haven't talked about, especially Devon and this being his child is that this is also Victor Newman's grandson or granddaughter. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you know how he is about family. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's an abbot. It's a chancellor because, of course, Catherine Chancellor's grandson is Devon. It's mm-hmm. also a Newman, you know. So, I mean, it's so many people that is going to have a stake in this thing. It's just going to be interesting to see how the writers are going to take this down this road. The only person that don't have a stake in it is Mariah, but she's going to possibly have an emotional stake in it. You know right. what I mean? She don't have a biological thing like all of the other families are attached, but she's going to have an emotional attachment with it. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, I, yeah. I was surprised. So, so, of course, when Devon first decided that he talked about being the donor, um, I wondered because 
so they never really like truly get into like racial issues too much or they did this week and yeah and I was wondering like I wonder if they're going to bring up the topic of race with this or are they just going to ignore like that aspect of it because a lot of times they don't really they don't really zero in on race in different well situations. they actually I thought that they actually did this week no, yeah they did that's what I'm mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. I didn't I was wondering if they were going to so I was oh gotcha gotcha yeah. I was okay. surprised this week, and it wasn't Devon. I so I thought maybe it was going to happen when Devon told Lily, and I thought maybe Lily was going to bring that up because mm-hmm. Lily has kind of um, talked about other. Are you sure about uh, other this things and, in the past yeah. when it comes to race and systemic racism and stuff like that? So I thought maybe she was going to bring that up to Devon, but it didn't even come up in their conversation. It came up with Abby and Nina, mm-hmm. and Abby correct brought it up. So I was I'm glad that they didn't like gloss over the fact that she would be they would be raising a black child or a biracial child. And you know what? That was the interesting thing because when Devon had stepped up before we got to see the rest of the week in that conversation between Abby and Nina, mm-hmm. Carolyn Mosby in the Facebook group had brought it up. She oh, said, Yeah, did you see that post? I don't uh, I don't think I did. Yeah, well, a lot of people wasn't happy with it, but she addressed the elephant in the room. Oh, okay. Which was, has any are any of them going to discuss the fact that this child is going to be born biracial and black? And, you know, of course, people was like, well, what do you bring that up for? Blah, 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 blah. And sure enough, Abby brought it up a day or so later. <laughs> what, so people were people were annoyed that Carolyn they were annoyed that she brought up the conversation in the group. I mean, why? and I mean, it, I mean, honestly, because she was like, they're going, and I and I don't, I want to quote her per- correctly because I don't want to misquote anything. Mm-hmm. But it was something to the idea of this child is going to realize that they're different than their parents. And how mm-hmm. are you going to explain this? Or, you know, that a black child is coming out of this. And people, of course, you know, it makes sometimes race makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. And uh, and it's an awesome thing that, you know, Young and the Restless said, OK, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, I agree. And I and love, love, love that Abby said, I'm not colorblind because a lot of people like to use that. Exactly. You color. caught that. Yeah. Oh a lot of people goodness. like to use that, that line of, I don't see color. And it's like, no, you saying you don't see color does not, um, that, that doesn't solve race issues. <laughs> it dismisses it di- exactly. who, who that person is basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I was very happy that that's how they wrote that. Out. And that was a great, I, I, I was sitting up there listening. My mouth was open. Mm-hmm. A fly could have flew in it and because I was shocked. I, they <laughs> did. They handled that great. They did. They Yeah, they definitely did. And, and it is, that is something that needs to be talked about because, and it's not, it's not, um, I'm I'm sure Carolyn didn't bring it up as a way to say white people shouldn't be a black thing. No, it was totally not that yeah, context. It's, it's to say that you have to recognize that you're adopting a black child and you have to fully think about all the things that come with that because they're not. Correct. But, and if you sit there and try to want to ignore it and be colorblind and say that a child is a child, then you're going to have some issues. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I I don't. I've heard many reasons why people say, well, you know, I don't see color, and it, it's like even your everyday vision, you see color. Whether the couch exactly. is purple or the sky is blue, or you know, the car is red, you see color. Yeah. You know, I mean, unless you actually are clinically or medically colorblind, that's different. Right. But when a person says that I, you know, I don't see color or, you know, things like it dismisses the person's culture or race that they're in when you say that. And I'm glad that Abby said, I am not colorblind. I see exactly what's in front of me and I need to be able to handle this situation in a manner that's respectful. Right. You know, and I, I'm glad that they addressed that as such. Whoever wrote this, they obviously had some conversations with some people. Yeah, yes, that was exactly what I was thinking. Was they they had to have included if it wasn't already if they don't already have like people of color on their writing team or production staff or whatever, they had to have brought someone of color into that because mm-hmm. I, I highly doubt that I guess I can't say I highly doubt I, I mean there's white people that are aware of mm-hmm. and stuff like that but I feel like the way this was written specifically because Abby says I'm not colorblind um, that they probably consulted with people of color when it came to this this thing Exactly. And the fact, like you just said, that they made sure that 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 conversation in in context came between them two, Mm -hmm. meaning Nina and Abby. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think they did a great job on that. It was one thing when they had Billy and Lily about a month or two ago talk about social injustice and then now this I'm like mm-hmm. okay we're on the right path when it with CBS yeah. when yep, it I comes agree. to this <laughs> I think you they know, did a good job in both scenarios I do too the, the one thing that I did it was a little weird to me was okay. when, um, when she was talking to Devon about it after she had her conversation with Nina and Devon said something like um it was it was after she said, do, like, what do you think about a, a black child or a biracial child being raised by two white parents? You know, they're going to be in a household where um, there were people that don't look like he or she. Mm-hmm. And Devon brought up um, Lily and Kane mm-hmm. and the twins. And I'm like, that's not really the same because they're being raised by a black mom. But you, you so know, you one thing really that, he, that he said something about the fact that they don't look like their father or something. He, yeah, he did say that. Which that part, yes, but t- to me, it's still it's still not exactly the same because you at least have one parent in the household that that grew up as a black person that Mm -hmm. is a black person that knows black culture Mm -hmm. compared to this child who is going to grow up in a household with two white parents that don't really they don't know about black culture like that Mm -hmm. like someone who is black would know not to say that they can't do it right um but i just didn't think that that was a good that to me that wasn't a good comparison yeah it wasn't a good comparison 
but I, I get where he was coming from. I just thought that they kind of dropped the ball with that comparison. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they tried with that. But, you know, I, I mean, I, I will give them, like you say, they they get a half a point on that one. But they yeah. can get extra credit for the whole thing, the conversation that Abby had. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So, um, still on this conversation, I'm just glad that, you know, um, somebody needs to talk sense into, you know, both Mariah and Devon to say, look, you know, I know y'all are pretty excited about being a participant in this, but you got to see the bigger picture. And you will get a lot more of that on Monday because um, they have to hire counsel right, to protect their interest. And um, as we know, Devon hires Hillary, I mean, oh, Amanda. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, um, we'll see that um, Mariah is going to hire Brittany. Okay. So, and they're going to put some harsh truths out there. You and you know, I'm not going to give all of the information on that, but they're speaking truths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I mean, this it looks fun, it looks exciting. You're helping out your friend, you're going to be there, but there's a lot to come with this. Even a mom that is actually just you know, they got pregnant, they're carrying this child, it's a lot that that person go through. So, imagine when you got multiple people involved, yeah, you know. And then on top of how controlling Abby can be. So I wonder if they're going to address like, you know, you're carrying their child. So this is, does Abby have the right to put her on a certain diet or, you know what I mean? Yeah. She's probably going to get the blunt of this because I mean, Mariah is because if Abby don't think she's getting enough sleep, eating the right foods or Devon see her doing something, he's like, Hey, you're carrying my child. What are you doing? Right. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, so are you going to hold Mariah up? Because, I mean, she still got a job. She's working at Jabot. She's doing all this stuff while she's going to try to be pregnant. I mean, while she's going to be pregnant with carrying someone else's children, you know, someone else's child. So how is she going to be able to deal with that when somebody is trying to control her life? Right. Yeah. You know, what are you doing eating that donut? Or what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You should be on a veget a vegan diet or you yeah. know, are you getting enough sleep? What are you doing at the coffee house? Or this whole thing that's coming up that we gotta talk about, Adam and Sharon. You know, that's too much stress on the baby to be trying to deal with your mama's drama and right. who knows. Yeah, so I definitely see some drama coming up between them. And it'll uh, probably work out in the end, but I I feel like during this pregnancy it's going to be a lot of drama between Abby and uh, Mariah with a little divine sprinkled in there. And anytime you deal with situations, because I mean they're all friends. I mean they're all all three of them are great friends but this is something that could break their friendship. Yeah. You know if it's not handled correctly and people respecting other people's boundaries and you know things like that because even though you know um, she's carrying other people's, you know, uh, Abby's baby, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, fathered by Devon. The thing is, they also got to have some boundaries and let this girl be able to breathe, too. Right. 
You know, you can't sit around there and want to coop her up and isolate her and tell her what to eat, how to sleep, where to live, what not to do, what to do, don't go to work, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. This thing ain't going to go as smooth as they think it is. Yep. So, do we have anything else with that storyline? I don't. Okay. So, let's move on to... Okay, do you want to do the um the uh the thing with um Kyle and Summer? Um yeah. Yes. Or you want to go to the um to the whole Victoria and Billy thing? Either or is fine. I'm trying to remember what What happened with was what? Was there anything with Kyle? There was something with Kyle this week? Um Wait a minute, let me think. Because the whole thing with that baby, you know, and wasn't, didn't we get some of that this week? I thought oh, we that did. must have been on Monday because I wasn't there something where he was looking at the kid online or something. Correct. That was, I think that was Monday. Yeah, so the baby, because he's freaking out about all of this and, um, oh, he on. tells Mariah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what I had told you about last week. I said, you know, how is it that you can tell Mariah the whole story and not even tell Summer the whole story? Yeah, and even Mariah said, like, a secret like this can tear a relationship apart. So even Mariah was kind of telling them, like, you need to tell Summer. Yeah, because uh, just to throw a a little nugget out there... Mm -hmm. Ashlyn Locke's wife is coming to town on Monday. Interesting. Oh, yeah. And truths will be revealed. Yes, it will. So, um, yeah, he's stupid for not for trying to keep that from her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Phyllis is probably going to be the one that's going to blow this whole thing sky high. And she's going to wish she hadn't stuck her nose in other people's business. <laughs> and we saw that yesterday kind of sort of but we'll get on Phyllis a little bit later um but yeah so yeah he he saw the pictures you know the baby looks like him he's not sure he tells uh Mariah about it the whole thing and then of course you know like you said Mariah was like "Mm, you don't you can't keep keeping secrets like this it's gonna blow up in your face which also because it ties into the storyline with Billy Victoria and and um and Victor because Ashlyn Locke oh yeah is selling off their communications uh brand Mm mm-hmm and, you know, they're fighting over that, both Billy and Victor. So bringing that into the fold, because when they say, oh, yeah, Ashlyn Locke is selling his communications uh, uh, division, I'm going to buy it. I'm like, oh, Lord. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we know who's coming to town eventually. Yeah, because, I mean, in order to close that deal, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So... Anywho, yeah, if that all is about to tie into each other, I think, and especially with uh, the the girl, I forget what is his, what is the mom's name? Is Did he Tara? say that girl's name? I don't know why I'm thinking Tara, but is it Tara? 
I could be wrong. Tara okay. keeps popping in mind. Oh, it is. It's Tara, is it Tara? Locke. Tara Locke, okay. Yeah, Tara, Atara, whatever her name is. But yeah, he broke out everything, how he was partying. And he find, he told Summer a piece of it. He just didn't tell her about that baby. Because right. that happened on Monday, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that he told her about uh, everything, the party and stuff, you know. But yeah, this is this is about to blow sky high. Yeah. So, ay, ay, ay. what do you think about this? I mean, they didn't give us a lot this week of that, but it was just the fact that they're like, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, he should have, like I said last week, he should have just come clean to Summer. He could he should have come clean to Jack. Just so, just for the standpoint of Jack, just so he's got some kind of heads up about what's going on so when all this stuff blows up because we know it's going to um, he can mm-hmm. be prepared for it whatever that guy might have in store for Kyle yeah yep um, now speaking on the whole Kyle and Summer thing because the other piece we got is with Sally because mm-hmm. um, you know they're going back and forth Sally warns Summer about Bill yeah and saying that he's ruthless and he, you know, he, she actually told him about the story that blew up a building and she was yeah. in it and all of that. And it kind of put something on Summer's mind, but she hates, I, she dislikes Sally so much that it seems like it's not going to really matter, right? It's probably not going to because you got somebody who's already tried, who's already tried to steal your job and threaten to use your boyfriend to do it and you know, she Sally has already she's already set that standard in Summer's eyes for herself by doing what she did by threatening her. Mm-hmm. So anything that Sally tells her now, like something like that, Summer is just going to look at it as you don't uh, you're exaggerating just because this individual doesn't like you or whatever. She's not. I don't think she's going to take Sally seriously. Nope. And what do you think so. about this whole thing with Sally and Jack? I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> now, he seemed like he did put the brakes on this thing, though. Because they he got kind of close yesterday, and then when she started talking about dating and dates, he was like, oh, hold on, sister girl. <laughs> I didn't, So I didn't feel like he did that yesterday. I felt like he did that last week when they were at the coffee house and when she was talking about um, going on trips and needing somebody to show her all these nice places and he was like oh, maybe that's just something you need to do by yourself she was clearly flirting with him then uh-huh. yesterday I kind of felt like it was just a because he said something like oh are you are you keeping track of of what we're or if we're going on dates or not or something like that I thought he was being playful with her Cause but he told he, her he, uh-huh. he, he told her like I, lo- I like spending time with you yeah, but I thought they ended the conversation of them being friends because once she saw his facial reaction about that date comment, mm-hmm. she kind of backed off and she was like, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm overstook. You know, hey, we're not there. Now, she, and I will give what you're just saying mm-hmm. about the fact maybe he didn't put his foot down hard enough because she said, well, maybe we could just take it slow. Yes, and he was like, like, "I'm okay with that." Yeah, she, she, 
she did say that for sure um about mm-hmm. them taking it slow i just mm-hmm. felt like yesterday he was a little more open to the flirtiness than he was last week mm-hmm. so yep i agree i agree but yeah i i honestly thought maybe bringing him on honestly bringing um you know bringing sally on on this side of the turf coming off of bold I thought maybe they would have, if they had kept Theo, they could have put her with him because originally I thought that's what they were going to do or swing her over to Kyle, but I didn't expect Jack. Me neither. I just, I just don't, I still don't like it. Yeah. So, and there's a lot of people on social media that don't like it either. Yeah. It's just her, it's just that her personality and Jack's just don't, to me, they just don't finish. Right, and it makes her look like she's being manipulative. I mean, yes, it does. It, because here's this older Smith guy, and kind of the Phyllis's credit where she said he's lonely, he's vulnerable, he just lost his mother. Yep. And here she is, you know, she has a very fiery, spicy, outgoing, very flirtatious, um, you know, personality. It just makes her look like she is about to just take advantage of him. Yes, it definitely that, does. That's the perception that the show is giving. You know, not saying that who knows where they're gonna go with this, but that's the way that you know that they're putting that out there like that. You know what I mean? So I totally agree. So um, let's see. Did we have anything else with Jack Kyle? No, not really. I mean, we not did me. have a brief conversation with Phyllis trying to figure this whole thing out. Now, let me ask you a question with Sally and Phyllis yesterday. Do you think Phyllis got played? But when Sally... I said, what, what I'm talking about is when Sally was like, you know, I'm going to stay at the athletic club. Yeah, I, so I think Phyllis should have just let her go, but Phyllis is me so too. dang on nosy exactly. that she wants to keep her there so she can keep an eye on her. So you think, uh, so she just basically worked that in her favor versus Sally's, you know, playing her because I'm thinking Sally went in there and said, you know what, I'm just going to act like I'm just going to leave because she said yes too quickly to stay. Because if you're really not happy there, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, now all of a sudden you got a room? No, I'm I'm out. Yeah, I'm sure she, I'm sure that was a... um attacked it for Sally to see if she could get the better room is to threaten Phyllis's business. Mm-hmm. But we know Phyllis don't that that's not gonna make or break Phyllis. So No. Phyllis the re- the only reason why Phyllis caved was because she wants to keep an eye out on what Sally is doing and she feels like keeping her at her hotel is the way to do that. Well I will tell you Monday is a very interesting episode across the board. Mm-hmm. And that includes what happens with those two ladies so just to pique your interest look forward to that (laughs) i just want phyllis to mind her business like nick said she should (laughs) i mean seriously she should because i will without if phyllis don't watch it she's gonna blow this whole thing sky high i mean for a quite a few people involved including her own daughter Mm -hmm. so you know, I, I Phyllis need to mind her own business. 
Yeah. That, Summer is continuously telling her, I got this. Let me right. handle it. The girl is grown. She's in a whole relationship with Kyle. She's working on the other side. I know you want to protect your daughter, but sometimes you're just going to have to take a step back. Like your boyfriend, her father, has just told you. Yeah. I don't know why she she's just so hard-headed. Yeah, but Phyllis is just, she's a busybody. She likes to mm-hmm. be in the drama. She likes to start trouble herself. And that's why I think she has an issue with Sally because she's looking at the mirror. Yeah. You know, the pro- we they used to say that about Victor and Adam. The reason why they always have so many problems is because they're exactly alike. Same thing with Sally and, and Phyllis. They are exactly alike. Yep, I agree. So, and Phyllis is like, oh, no, I can't have somebody come up in here thinking that <laughs> they can get over on everybody because that's my job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I just yeah, it's gonna be interesting um the next couple of weeks with this whole thing because everything is tied to one storyline. So and if you wanna talk about it later, we can. Okay. <laughs> Cause I know it's a long way to Monday. So um <laughs> uh okay, so I think was that it with Phyllis and all of them? Did we have anything else or did you have anything else? Um I did think that it was, I thought it was sweet the way Phyllis was kind of taken up for sharing a little bit. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was shocked by that. Mm-hmm. Talking about how good of a mom she is and um, basically, I don't know. I, I just thought it was nice because it's rare that you hear her say something nice, nice about, about sharing. Or, exactly. Yeah, sharing in particular. But yeah, so that was that was kind of cool to hear. Yeah, that person. was cool. I was shocked by that. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, that was interesting, but cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go into Sharon. Okay. Um, since we're talking about Sharon, Ray, um, and Adam and Chelsea. Yep. That whole thing, Adam, he getting on my nerves. He getting on my nerves. He getting mm-hmm. on my nerves. <laughs> why can't you stay away from that girl right you know I mean you keep showing up to the house with again he does not respect Sharon's boundaries you know she has a whole daughter there that can't stand the ground you walk on and you just show up You, she got a husband who can't stand the ground you, you walk on mm-hmm. and you show up unannounced not knowing if you're going to run into either of the two of them right I Sharon doesn't do herself any favors either because Correct. when he said can I come in Sharon should have immediately said no Yep. no this is not a good time it's never a good time because I'm married to Ray now like have, like she doesn't think she does nope. not think nope and and for him and then for Adam to when Ray confronted him for him to 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 have this whole like what are you mad at me for type of personal or um attitude about it. It's like Adam, you kissed his wife. Like uh, hello? why are you acting like you don't understand why Ray is reacting to you the way he is? He's so 
here's the crazy thing about the two of them mm-hmm. is that they say that kiss doesn't really tra- tell the true story. The fact of the matter, you press lips upon each other and you were okay and didn't stop him. Mm-hmm. That's enough. It doesn't matter if you was trying to say goodbye with that kiss. You are married. And of course, Chelsea is expecting Adam to be her future husband. Y'all right. shouldn't be pressing lips on each other. And and just like Ray said, her hands were on his arms. They weren't on his, on his chest, chest to stop him. Yeah. So that alone is very telling of what that whole um, situation was. Because yeah. you weren't trying to you weren't trying to push him away from you. No. That's the crazy thing about this whole thing is that they trying to make up an excuse of why they were kissing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we said the same thing last year about Brooke and Bill. Yep. It don't matter if you were saying goodbye. You about to get married to Ridge. Why are you kissing your sister's husband? Right. Or your sister's boyfriend or whatever he was at the time. Exactly. You know, they try to make it a context out of kissing somebody that you're not supposed to be kissing. That's a bodily connection. Come on now. So... Yeah. Yeah, for Sharon and Adam to make it, because, I mean, Adam said the same thing to Victor. It, it doesn't mean anything. Nothing's going on. Anytime you kiss somebody on the lips, it's one thing to kiss somebody on the jaw, on the forehead, give somebody a hug goodbye, but when you kiss them on the lips, that's extremely intimate. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that he says one thing to Victor, but when mm-hmm. he's talking to Sharon, he's like, I can't stop thinking about it. Exactly. So, so you, then that kiss me more than you saying it mean. Exactly. Yeah. And the reason Ray is so frustrated with Sharon is because she won't admit it. Nope. And it's like if you would just if you would just stop and admit what's going on, you would probably have a better chance at saving your marriage than just pretending like Ray is the one overreacting. Yeah. Because you in denial. And then she really gets mad at him when he said, you know what, we need to go to couples counseling. How are you going to get defensive about going to couples counseling when this is something that you should know about full well? Yeah. Counseling is something you recommended for your own daughter with drinking, but when somebody said you need to go to couples counseling, it's like, I don't need this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that she was going to have that kind of a reaction to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. because she don't want to get Adam out of her head. She likes the fact that there's a dark side to her when it comes to Adam that she just don't want to let go of. Either that or she knows that she'll have to admit it. And it'll be, yeah. it'll be brought out in that counseling in front of Ray. And she but that's the thing. Happen. He's open to hearing everything as long as mm-hmm. it can be fixed. Yeah. You know, so if that means that she has to admit to the fact that I have some form of a connection that I'm having a hard time detaching from, uh, detaching from when it comes to Adam. Okay, admit that in counseling, and the counselor is going to break that down, figure out why, how can you do this because you got a husband now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And you can tell on Ray's face, he's like, you know what, then this is deeper than what I thought it was. Yeah. What did you think about Ray's conversation when he was mad at and he came up to society and he got mad at Nick saying, <laughs> you know, well, what's up with all of y'all exes? 
I kind of felt bad for Nick because I don't Nick. I don't think Nick is trying to like his relationship with Sharon is not the same as Sharon's relationship with Adam. So I, I mean, I get where Ray is coming from. I get his frustration, but I kind of felt bad for Nick because I Nick is just trying to help, but um, maybe he is. Maybe he's doing too much in Ray's eyes. Well, here's the thing. Sometimes people lash out is usually when they say something like that is because deep down somewhere he feel that way. Yeah. Um, and honestly, Sharon has a lot of exes in that town. Jack. Yep. Victor. Adam. Mm-hmm. Nick. Now. With all the new men, basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the people that are even not there. You yeah. know, I mean, at one point she was even with Billy, I think. She did sleep with Billy. Yeah. So, you know, that's something that I don't think Ray was prepared for. When you get involved with a Newman, there's a lot of things that come in. And, and I mean, technically, she's not biologically a Newman, but she is an extension of that family. Right, because of the kids. Because of the kids. And she has a history in General City and she has a history with the family. Mm-hmm. And so when, you know, Ray was trying to get away from the whole thing with what's the girl name? Um what's that girl? He was married to? Oh, uh Mia. Mia. Because of the whole thing with him and his brother and her. You go and dive into a family where that happens pretty frequently. Yeah. I mean, because Nick has been with Nick has been with Sharon, been with Phyllis. Phyllis has been with Jack and been with Nick. I mean, it's just something that they do in that family from what we've seen over the years of the show. And he's like, why can't all of y'all exes just go away? And it's like, dude, you walked into a family that this is what happens with them. Yep. <laughs> You signed up for this. I mean, unless even with Chelsea, Chelsea was with both of the brothers. Yeah. You know, she was with Nick. She was with, um, you know, with Adam. You know, so the way of the people on, you know, in GC is that that's what this is. I mean, so now I do respect the fact that Nick says my daughter lives in that house. Right. That is true. But there are some parts where Nick is involved in their relationship, too. Yeah. Now, he's giving advice, but at some point, you just need to take a step back and just let them handle their business. Yeah. And I think I think that's where Ray is coming from. Not necessarily, like, he wants them to go away, but he mm-hmm. wants them to back off as far as, I don't need your advice every five minutes when it comes to she's my wife. Exactly. Yeah. And I think when he was mad, he spoke what was in in him somewhere from a place when it came to Nick, you know. I mean, he apologized, Mm -hmm. you know. But the fact of the matter is that just sometimes Nick is just way too involved in their relationship when it's supposed to be co-parenting. Right. You know, so, yeah. Um, But going back to now Chelsea and Adam. Mm Mm-hmm. Chelsea saw that picture. <laughs> yes, she did. What's your thoughts on that? I thought she was going I thought she was going to jump up out of that chair. <laughs> but 
I wonder I wonder now like what is she I guess I just wonder what her next move is going to be because if she doesn't want Adam to know that she can move her hand then mm-hmm. like I, I just wonder what she's planning like what are you planning I honestly think that she's going to squit that she's really going to be scaring the crap out of all of, um, especially Adam when she get ready to jump out that chair. Mm. She done rehabilitated herself <laughs> to the point <laughs> to where she like, yeah, you thought I couldn't do nothing, huh? Yeah, busting a room on Adam and Sharon or something like that when they think she can Now, fall. do you think that's where, they're, where that's going? Do you think eventually they're going to end up in the same space where they end up sleeping with each other? I don't know if it'll go as far as them sleeping together, but maybe mm-hmm. they're in another situation. Mm-hmm. Um, they end up kissing again or something like that. Or mm-hmm. Some little smaller, like, intimate type of situation, and they get caught. And she walk up on them? Yeah, maybe. Something like that. Mm, okay. Yeah, I... um. Do you think that's a good move on her part, though? Do you think she should fake being in that chair until she completely can move around like she wants to? I honestly don't see the point of her doing that. Oh, okay. You already know what you know. You saw that picture. You've you've always known that Adam and Sharon have had this, like, deep connection with each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Either you confront him about it, mm-hmm. or you just be quiet about it. Because when you confront him about it, what are you going to do? What are you going to do next? Exactly. Are you going to? Are you just going to apologize or um, accept his apology and move on, or are you going to break up with them? Like, what? What do you want out of it? Yeah. What's your end game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, what are you trying to accomplish at the end of the day is to say, I got you, told you so, and, right. you know, and then shock the mess out of them because they're looking at you like, oh, my God, you can walk, Yeah, you know? Yeah, so it's like you've already, you've got your proof already, so what more do you need to do? Yeah, it's just, mm, we'll see. I, I, um, yeah, because then Chloe comes over there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And see, the thing is, Adam was trying to get her out of that house because he didn't know what she knew. Yeah. He was trying to fill her out to say, okay, wait a minute. And she come over here to tell, you know, until she said that her and Kevin, you know, turned off all the phones and stuff. So he was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, she don't, she know. don't know. yet. Yep. So... I don't know. Uh, that storyline, I'm not too much interested in. I'm more looking forward to the whole thing with um, Kyle and how this thing going to blow up. The other thing is that we need to talk about is um, Victoria and Lily and Billy. So what do you think about that this week? Um, so the whole... The whole thing with him being Billy being mad about um, Newman, I guess, undercutting them on that deal. Mm-hmm. I guess 
I feel like Victoria is going to end up siding with her. I don't know. I feel like she's going to end up changing her mind and siding with her dad because Billy has pissed her off again because he keeps accusing her of um, first of all, accusing her of being jealous and now Mm -hmm. accusing her of working with her dad to get this company from them knowing that, I guess, that they were going to buy it. So I wonder, I just wonder if the way that he came at her is going to cause her to to change her mind about what her dad is doing, because I don't think she's going to be able to change Victor's mind about not. Uh, of course not. That company. Mm-hmm. And you know what Billy called it? He was like, "No, nah, I don't see this coming from you," because and Lily was like, "Uh, uh-uh, this is all Victoria and blah blah blah," and he was like, mm. "She looked shocked to find out that Newman was going after," yeah. and. You know, uh, Lily was like, yeah, but you mean tell me she didn't know? And my thing is, I'm like, Lily, you need to know, you you should know by now how Victor operates. You know, to underestimate him and blame Victoria for this, to say, oh, wait a minute, she, she's the CEO. How do you not run anything past the CEO? Because Victor, as he told Victoria, I own the place. Yeah, but I could kind of see, I could kind of understand why. I mean, it's not very far-fetched. I could understand why Lily um, may have assumed that Victoria was in on it. Mm, Okay. You know, I mean... Because this this isn't the first, this wouldn't be the first time that Victor has manipulated or influenced Victoria to do something that was underhanded. Mm-hmm. And it's not the first time that Victoria has gone along with the plan of her dad's. So I feel like this is um, is almost uncommon, honestly. But see, that's the, the thing is, and I think one thing about Victoria is that when she was caught off guard and the shock on her face when they said that, mm-hmm. it was different. Because one thing about Victoria, she likes to throw things in people's faces. Mm-hmm. So if this was actually her idea, she would have definitely used this as a way to get at Lily to say, you know, you think you're doing something? Guess what? Surprise, we're coming after this whole thing. She was shocked. Well, yeah. And that is the only. And of course, we knew otherwise. Mm -hmm. The shock is the only reason the the that that expression that she had is the only reason why Billy suspected that she wasn't in on it. Yeah, That's because any reason. other time she throws things in people's face, she's vindictive like that. But had they heard about that without her in the room, Billy would have accused her just like Victor- or just like Lily did. Well, I think he would actually went over there because he went over there a second time when Lily tried to convince him that it was all her. Mm-hmm. She when he went over there and talked to her face to face again and say, "Look, what is this?" Yeah, and when she, you know, was like, you know, I had no idea, and then he stopped pressing the issue, and then he said, "Oh, see, you thought you was gonna always be able to run that company, but like I always said, your dad always called the shots, and of course that pissed Victoria off because he was right." Yeah, Victor always he'll tell you, "Oh yeah, it's your company, do what you want," but the moment he want to do something, I own the place, right? You know, so. He went back and told Lily 
Yeah, it was her dad. It wasn't her at all, just like I suspected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but I also see where you coming from that to say why Lily felt the way that she did because if everything else has been going on, why not suspect her of being, you know, doing this too? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so I, I can understand that as well. So, man, did we cover everything? Um, oh, well, the, well, there's this other small thing of um, the leftovers of faith in this suspension. Oh, yeah. When she... Because um, we see Summer spends time with her, which I don't understand why they waited this long. Yeah. You know, Mariah and and um Summer should have spent time with this girl a long time ago about this situation. Right. Um and then at the end of the week we saw that she couldn't cuz she decided to stay with Nick. Do you think that's a good idea? Y- yes, I do. Um I think it's good that she has another another outlet. I mean, that's what she, you know, she's got two parents. If, if there's some type of, um, chaos going on in the house, then being able to go to her dad's house, I think is a good way for her to get away from that. And and right now with all the crap that's going on with Sharon and Adam and Ray, I think Mm -hmm. it's probably a good idea for her to be with Nick because she's dealing, she's dealing with her own stuff. So not only is she dealing with bullies at school and you know the fact that she keeps getting in trouble because of alcohol um now she's got to listen to Ray and Sharon argue <clears throat> yeah that's true too so she need to get out of that space yeah mhm so i didn't yeah. I, yeah i thought that was i thought it was a good idea that she left i didn't like though how when summer brought her back home after hanging out with her and she says in front of Ray and Sharon, I I believe Faith. Not that she couldn't tell Faith, you know, I I I believe you, like when it was her and Faith, but I think that she should have talked to Sharon and Ray alone and and shared what she felt or what she got out of the conversations that she had with Faith. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like her saying it to them in front of Faith, now Faith feels vindicated and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Summer had Summer hasn't been there for everything, so she only got the side of the story from Faith. She didn't hear, you know, everything that maybe Nick had to say about what they've been going through with with uh, Faith or what mm-hmm. Sharon had to say about it. So she came back from that one conversation that I don't know, thirty minutes or however long it was supposed to be that she spent with her, and and went, goes back and says, "I think Faith is telling the truth." And she said, and she did it in front of Faith because Faith is looking like, see, see, somebody believes me. Right. It, it caused, yeah, like pitting against each other. Yeah. So I think she should have pulled them aside and shared her feelings instead of doing it in front of in front of her. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, that didn't, yeah, that didn't go too well. But the part where they should have got her involved a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They should have done that. Yeah. They shouldn't have gotten this far. Um, the other thing is when her moving in, you know, Nick took that phone. Oh, and yeah. Nick is like, um, I'm going to figure out who these folks is. 
and I'll get you a new phone and all that. Do you think that was the right move? I I don't know. Like, I guess I don't know. I I don't. That's a hard one because I understand where faith is coming from. Feeling like if you guys, if I if I tell you who these kids are, you guys go up to the school or go to their parents and mm-hmm. you know cause some sort of drama with them. Now I'm going to be picked on even more at school because I'm a tattletale or because I'm a crybaby or however it is that those kids are going to be mm-hmm. a snitch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I feel like I feel like maybe just monitor her phone, her her text messages, and if it starts to look like it's getting to the point where these kids are maybe threatening her or you know threatening to hurt her physically in some type of way or mm-hmm. I don't know maybe then step in mm-hmm. um, I don't that's a tough one because it's like you want to protect your child but you also don't want to make it worse for them right the place that they have to go to every day for eight hours a day so um, yeah um, I don't know how to, I don't know how, what a good way to approach that one is. Yeah, I I, I was like, in a way, I can see where he's going with that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, what impact is that going to have on her when she get back to school? Yeah. Because if they go up to the school and they say, this is the list of people that we've been seeing these messages from, she's, once the parents go away and go home and stuff, she still got to come back to school the next day. Right. How do you, you know, what is going to be the fallout with those other kids? You know, because, I mean, kids, social media can be a vicious place. So, um, yeah, that, I don't know. Like you said, I don't know how, what would have been the right way to do that? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> But um, I, I guess the the only other thing I could think of is confront those kids and take faith out of school. Yeah, only one other thing I do want to mention because I saw the whole conversation. Um, of course, Ray and Nick being upset about all of this, mm-hmm. and they want to blame the entire thing on Adam. This happened years ago. The only reason that this thing resurfaced is because of Billy and that expose he put out in this past year. Mm -hmm. So to exclude him out of the guilty party of this and blame this whole thing on Adam, I was just like, what are you talking about? I mean, granted, it was a bad thing that Adam did. He should have never switched them kids back in the day. Mm -hmm. We've already addressed that many years ago. The fact of the matter is Billy unearthed this whole thing mm-hmm. yeah, because of his expose. He could have easily just exposed Adam, but to throw faith in there, that's on Billy. Yeah, well, I don't know. What? <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't name faith. I, I, and I know that people just use the... He, they just use context clues but he didn't say Faith Noonan was kidnapped and switched at birth yeah but I guess there's so you know Billy has so much more ammunition on Nick I mean on uh, Adam he could have used mm-hmm. um, you know whether it was the situation that he hid evidence of Delia or 
you know, any other thing without dragging in. Because I just think even the baby switching thing, I don't know. I mean, it's just people have a way of unearthing things through social media about people's paths and stuff like that. So maybe they would have found it anyway. But I just think that for them to just absolutely blame what is that uh, Faith is going through is solely on Adam. Mm, part of that is because of the fact of what Billy put out in the social and in, into the media world. Right. You know, because that was out there years ago and it just was left dormant. Mm-hmm. You know, but when he, you know, Billy lit the match. You know, and for Nick and Ray to be like, it's all Adam's fault. It's Adam's fault. Yeah, he did what he did years ago. But, you know, a lot of this comes from what Billy did in that expose. So, mm. you don't think so? No. Okay. I mean, yeah, he, he, he re, uh, he brought it back up again, but the bottom line is that Adam never done that in the first place. And yeah, it wasn't, I mean, and it wasn't. I didn't think that news was hitting news that he did that. I don't remember, but if he had never done it in the first place, then Billy wouldn't have had it to. He wouldn't have had that to use on him. So, I don't know. I guess there's a little bit of blame on on both sides to go around. Right, that's Billy what I'm saying. They want to blame the everything that's going on with face situation and all of this. Mm-hmm. Both of them had a part in this, but they're trying to shift everything one side. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I believe he definitely has some culpability in it because he did it, right. you know. But Billy also has some culpability in this too, and they just didn't put that accountability in that conversation. Yeah, you know. So that's all I'm saying. Um, okay, now that we cover everything, yes, we did. Okay, so let's switch over to Bold and the Beautiful, and we got a lot of the whole thing with this paternity test having the idea that it's maybe been switched, because mm-hmm. Vinny is on on Canvas, and um, of course this whole thing with Thomas, and then Finn, and Hope, and Liam, we got a little bit this week of flow trying to get fit into the family again mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> your voice was like uh-huh <laughs> girl you so funny <laughs> I'm, about, I'm still tired of her <laughs> and then we had just a little sprinkle of the whole thing with um Katie and Bill and I'm like okay whatever Yeah, I'm over it me too with them you know and I mean the paternity test and that that's that's pretty interesting but everything else was like okay 12 30 what time is it one o'clock yet all right cool right so let's just knock these little ones out with Bill and Katie just if y'all gonna get back together just do it stop talking about it yeah I'm tired get over with me too Look, we just spent five seconds on that storyline. <laughs> That's all. Um, what'd you say? That's all we needed for it. That's all we need for it. I mean, it was. Our, that's it. Shoot, yep. Just quit playing and just do what you're gonna do. Stop talking through other people. 
Stop yeah. sending folks over to talk to other folks. Oh, y'all should do whatever. If y'all gonna do it, just do it. I was Period. cracking up though when uh when Wyatt went to talk to Katie and mm-hmm. Katie was like, Let me guess, Bill sent you here and he was like, Uh no, that's not what I'm here for. <laughs> exactly. And she was like, Are you sure Bill didn't send you? And he's like, Uh no. It doesn't have anything to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's like it's enough. How many people gonna be talking amongst each other to get y'all back together? Right. Katie, if you're gonna get this man, take him back, just go ahead and do it, get it over with. Exactly. We're tired, we're tired of hearing it. And they spent the whole week and a half trying to get this done. So <laughs> um but speaking of the next piece we need to address mm-hmm. with like you say, um, Wyatt talking to Katie about flow. Yeah. Do you think that they should figure out a way to accept her into the family. Girl, no. <laughs> I was looking at my TV with the side eye the whole time while it was in, in Katie's face talking about you guys girl, need to forgive her. Are you kidding me? Wait, girl, your response was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking to myself like it's not like they've known Flo since she was a child or you know from birth. Or mm-hmm. even from, you know, the time that she was like 5, 10, 15 years old. They just met Flo, like, what has it been, a year and a half or something like that? Right, right. They just met this woman as an adult, as a grown-ass woman who kidnapped or who helped to um, kidnap and sell Beth. That's how she came into their lives. So it's not like they have known her since she was a child and she made some sort of mistake. And now he's asking for them to forgive her for it. He's basically mm-hmm. asking them to forgive someone who is basically a stranger to them. Correct. And just because she has their blood, she's biologically part of their family, does not automatically grant her the privilege to be a part of that family. Mm-hmm. So for him, the way that he was the way that he was talking to Katie about it was like she is owed some type of forgiveness or some type of acceptance into their lives and she's not. Girl, I... Okay, so let's kind of dissect this a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because I understand where you're coming from. You've done damage. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you've done damage. That The damage that you've done was to your cousin's daughter. Right. You know, so you knew this baby belonged to somebody else. And and that's the issue that so many of the fans was having is that y'all coming down hard on Thomas back in the day. But everybody was trying to not put Flo in that same category. Right. You well, know, she I mean, she, took, she, she, she and Buckingham were co-partners in this thing. I mean, she got paid. She fraudulent did fraudulent documents. Mm-hmm. She got fifty grand to do all of this. She hid the truth. I mean, but Thomas got the brunt of. I mean, he did. Listen, I'm not going to absorb because he did some crazy things. Right. But so did Flo. And again, that's the part of you know when it comes to like summer and how she feel about. Because I mean, granted. 
uh, Sally did some crazy things when it came to Flo, but Sally's response was, how are you going to break up with me when this girl committed felons? Right. She committed felonies. Just because she your high school sweetheart, that girl still was a crook. Yep. And that's what Sally was trying to, which, you know, she'll say an interesting comment on Monday, so look out for that too. Uh, that meaning Sally. Mm-hmm. But going back to Bold, you know, with this whole thing, Flo is trying to get in where she fit in, and she thinks that Kidney is going to be a key in. Because it's almost like, and that's what Wyatt was like, man, she gave you a whole kidney. Why can't you accept her? It's, that's a tough situation. I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, granted, she donated. It was her choice to do that, and Katie accepted. But does that allow her to get redemption from the Logans? My thing is, is nobody is torturing Flo. Nobody is seeking Flo out and being mean to her. Mm-hmm. Katie thanked her for her for that kidney. Like she told Flo how grateful she was for it. Mm-hmm. She acknowledged it. The, the family acknowledged it, and they moved on with their lives. I if they, as long as they're, in my opinion, as long as they're not, you know, when they see Flo, they're calling her a a, a baby bad name or, or something. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like throwing it up in her face every time they see her. Mm-hmm. then it should be all good. I don't have to have a relationship with you just because you're my brother's child. He didn't even know you. <laughs> mm. um, That's true. And maybe things, you know, things would have been different had you not done what you've done. So this is on you. This isn't on me. And if I choose to not have a relationship with you, then that's my choice. And why mm-hmm. in the way that he was presenting the whole thing was Almost like they were dead wrong for not, you know, accepting, accepting her in the family. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's not fair. Well, I will say early on the way that the storyline was written. Remember, Katie was trying to bring her mm-hmm. in. I do. Remember. And and Brooke wasn't trying to hear it. Mm-hmm. And then they just let that go. And now they're revisiting it with Wyatt talking to Katie like, look you know hey what's going on so I and then you see uh, Shauna is like you deserve to be part of blah 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 no <laughs> like, that 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 name and and ha- her having that blood in her body does not make her deserving of anything so that's, that's I didn't like when Shauna and and Wyatt were both you know acting like she has a right to be in there. Like you can't force somebody to be in somebody's life. That is true. Yeah, they don't have to like you. I mean, if they choose to build a relationship with you, first of all, they got to process everything that has happened with Beth. Right. That's still fresh. That only happened within the past 18 months. So, and granted, you know, apologizing, and I know the writers wanted to use the kidney as a redemption story, which technically they did, because it pretty much, you know, we didn't hear no more about none of that with her, you know. It was more about Thomas, but at this point, trying to build a relation, maybe they have, that's where they're going with the storyline. Maybe they're going to try to build a relationship. And somebody said something, who was that? Wyatt said... It's interesting how 
Hope has forgiven Zoe and Thomas, but he haven't forgiven her. <laughs> now, that's yeah. a good point. But at the same time, Zoe and Thomas were not directly responsible for the reason why her baby was That is true. Home. They came in after the fact, after it already happened. They're just guilty of not... Um, not telling anybody what what went on and of course you know thomas is guilty of a little more because he used it to try to get something that he wanted out of it but flo is literally the reason the reason it was able to happen because she helped Mm -hmm. she helped buckingham do it that's true i mean and and really again she didn't know she don't know flo she grew mm-hmm. up with Thomas. And I know her and Zoe weren't, you know, best friends or anything like that, but she already knew Zoe. Zoe worked, she worked there. So, if, and, it, and it's her choice. If she wants to forgive Thomas and Zoe, because maybe she looks at it as like, you guys didn't kidnap my child, you just didn't tell me the truth about it. Then she's allowed to do that because it happened to her. Mm-hmm. But if she wants to look at Flo and say, Flo, you you actually sold my child. You helped you helped that doctor take my child and sell it. Sell her. I I don't have any forgiveness in my heart for you, which I'm I know that eventually she's going to forgive her and Flo's just gonna be folded into the family as if none of this ever happened. Yeah, because you know that's where the writers are going with this. Yeah. So that's why they brought it up. Yep. Um, you know. But, you know, if she chose otherwise, then that's also her choice. And why it cannot force, he can't force them to like Flo or accept Flo. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I know some people on social media is like, yeah, how can you accept Zelly and Thomas and then you can't accept Flo? And then there's other people It's like, oh, Flo was actively involved yeah. in this from the get-go. Yeah, they did. They did vastly different things. None of them broke the law. Uh, other yeah, because I mean, lying is is bad, but it's not. You go to jail for it unless you lie in court, right? <laughs> but, but you know, they they were dishonest morally by keeping this a secret. But what Flo did was fraud. Yeah, it in was all fraud. Kinds of ways. In many ways, <laughs> I mean, kidnapping and fraud, right there. Yeah. You know, which Buckingham is in jail for right now. Technically, if it wasn't for Ridge speaking up for Shauna, mm-hmm. Flo would still be in jail. Because remember, Flo yeah. did go to jail for this. Yeah, you're right. But Ridge decided not to press charges. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's my thing. You, you should be happy that you're not in jail. Mm-hmm. Don't try to force a relationship. <laughs> yeah. Just be yeah. satisfied that you're not locked up right now. That is true. That is true. All right, let's move on to this last part of the, which is a big chunk of this week is this whole paternity test. They are definitely hinting that Vinny has something to do with it because yeah. they spent the last three out of the four or five days this week having Thomas chase Vinny down. And we got down to Friday afternoon and we still don't know. <laughs> I know. Well, we know, but it seemed like he did it, but they left us with a cliffhanger. Yeah, and it was weird because he's, so Vinny says at first, he's like, um, he says, I had a hand in it, but it's not what you think. 
So what does that mean? Yeah, that's what I'm confused about. If it's not what we think, which is we think that you switched the paternity test, then what else could it have been? Like, what else did you do? Or what are you I mean from them? Yeah, I had a hand in, but it's not what you think. Okay. And they just left us there. So I, it's almost like a flip side of what happened with Hope and keeping her kid from her. They trying to do on the flip side in a different variation with keeping Steffi's father thing from Liam. I don't, okay. Because the other problem is, is that Jacqueline had her baby, I think February the 21st or the 22nd. Yeah. Congratulations to her. She got a little boy. What's she named him? Uh, And I saw it on Instagram. I saw it too, and I can't remember. It was a cute name though. Because her oldest son is Rise. I'm trying to think of her youngest son. Because it was different. It wasn't a typical name. It was different. Yeah. You you see it? It should be on her Instagram. Lennox. Lennox. Okay. So, yeah. Congratulations to her. Now, the question is, is that she's probably on maternity leave. Mm-hmm. So where the writers going to go with this, with the paternity test? Uh, is she, cause I heard she's supposed to leave town or something. Right. So are they finding out that the baby is a fan and they leave town together until she get back or here's the other thing. How are they going to do this? Cause she's showing, and a lot of people were upset about that on social media that she just found out she was pregnant. Like, two three weeks ago mm-hmm. and now her baby they're showing her actual belly at that time mm-hmm. and she's huge <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they was like writers really she just got the paternity test back and she just found out she was pregnant and now you're going to show uh Jacqueline's actual belly at the time of the filming which she was probably like five or six months right maybe seven months at that time so yeah people was like writers you could at least had her kind of cover her stomach up until she got to the point where she was actually nine months or close to it or something but that depends I don't know it, it's it's they're filming in COVID so you know a lot of things are not going to be in, as typical you know I don't know what do you think I, I just wonder if they're going to do like a a little time jump or something, kind of like how they did over the summer. Mm-hmm. Remember when they went on that? We went on a that break? break, and mm-hmm. then somebody—I think it was Ridge or somebody—it made reference to something happening like a month ago or three months ago or something like that, to where they kind of—it's like they kind of jumped ahead in time or something. I wonder if maybe they're going to do something like that to. Um, I guess to explain like when she comes back from maternity leave either giving her a, a belly or her having the baby yeah that's going to be interesting I, I'm curious to see how they're going to transition all of this yep me too I mean if they were going to start a pregnancy storyline because obviously if she she's been pregnant since probably May or June if she had a baby in February so we were on a pandemic break during that time of filming because we still, I mean, they stopped airing episodes in April 
of 2020. So when they came back in August, she was probably three, four months pregnant then. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if they probably should have wrote in a pregnancy sooner than what they did or for they, it to make sense. Yeah. Or they could have just not have made her Had pregnant. it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and Which especially with her with having Finn come on, just let them just be happy. She took a break to have a baby. They came back and they together. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it would have been so much more simpler. Yeah, but throwing this whole thing with Zinni and Liam is the father and Hope is having a conniption and Zinni is... And see, okay, let's go back to Zinni. Mm-hmm. Why is Vinny so obsessed with putting Thomas with Hope? I don't it's know, sickening. But I, yeah, I don't... Yeah, I, couldn't, I can't stand that. You know, this man just got healthy. He got a, 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 I think it was a tumor or whatever issue with his brain situated. He's back to normal. And then you come up in here talking, and this is what you want. Just remember that your old buddy Vinny helped you out. And I'm like, dude. Yeah. You like don't get a prize for that. You're changing, you're changing this child's life, the, traje- the trajectory of this child's life because you want to try to hook your best friend up with a girl that he's been obsessed with. Who technically is still married and has no indication of even wanting Thomas. Exactly. <laughs> That's the other thing. That is the other thing. She hasn't given Thomas any types of hints or like you said, any indication that they're going to have a chance together. Yeah, I mean, he automatically, and then Zinni says, well, you know, with the baby being limbs, he's going to go running right back to Steffi. And I'm like, wait a minute, Steffi got a whole dude over there right. who's ready to cut him off at the knees. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so again, you're doing all of this just off of hopes that something will work out for Thomas. Yeah, I just, I mean, especially when they made Zinni the voice of reason last year. Yeah, he was the voice of reason. Like, dude, you can't keep doing this. You're using your son. This is ridiculous. And then now you come back and you acting. Y'all didn't switch places, right? Now you crazy and obsessed about Hope and Thomas, and he's trying to tell you, look, dude, you need to stop. Yep. Yeah, I, I ain't feeling that. <laughs> Me neither. It, it's it just yeah. It makes no sense whatsoever. It makes zero sense. But I will say, now, there is a split in this conversation, not with us, but on social media, mm-hmm. about the interaction between Finn and, and Liam. A lot of people said that Finn had the right to set boundaries with Liam. There are some people said that he ain't got no right to tell Liam what to do. What do you think? <laughs> I think, first of all, this needs to be Steffi setting boundaries with Liam. That's what's okay. Gotcha. Not Finn and not Liam saying what he is and is not going to do when it comes to Steffi. She needs to be the one that um, tells Liam, like, look, I'm in a relationship. I know you're used to being able to walk up in my house whenever you want to and, you know, dropping by and coming and seeing Kelly whenever you want to, but that has to stop. So it should be her to do it. Um, but since it is Finn, I think I think it's okay for Finn to express that there needs to be boundaries because mm-hmm. he's in a relationship with Steffi. 
Um, but he has to stop it at his relationship with Steffi. He can't necessarily say what the baby do when it comes to the baby. Because especially if it's truly that baby is Liam's. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially because him and Steffi are not married. Well, technically. And, I, and, and even if they were married, I mean, still, he has no legal claim to the baby. So, but I don't know. I think I think there's a there's a there's a fine line there of of what he shouldn't. I mean, nobody can say what somebody can say to someone. Right. It's just a fact of if that person has to listen and of course Liam doesn't have to listen to him but that's where Steffi needs to be the one to tell Liam yeah actually that's a, that's where that message needs to come from mm-hmm. you know I understand that there are a lot of fans of Finn and Steffi and the fact that Finn stepped up and said something in order for that message to be transmitted successfully now I also think that Finn should be in the room if she had a conversation as yeah. as having her back. Yes. But for her to tell um Liam herself that look, this is where the boundary lines are when it comes to this situation. Yep. Because here's the other thing now, when she get ready to go to the doctor, she she sends a text message to both of them saying, Hey, I got a doctor's appointment. You know, I'm just letting you know. And Liam shows up talking about, I'm going with you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and Finn looking like, like, no, you ain't. Right. You know, his facial expressions is hilarious. I'm talking about Finn. Finn was looking at both of them. (laughs) Because when, when Steffi was talking, he had a facial expression with her. When Liam was talking, Finn was looking crazy at him. Yeah. And it's like, and so Steffi was like, ain't none of y'all going. I'm going by myself. Yeah, which my, so the way I feel like she should have handled that situation was you could have waited until after your appointment to let Liam know how everything went. Because, you know, dang on well, Liam's old, uh, got to be in everybody's business mm-hmm. so was going to try to um, go to that appointment with you so why not just wait until if you didn't want him to go then just wait until after your appointment and let him know how the appointment went yeah because he they could he she could have easily said you know what i went to the doctor baby's fine yeah growing healthy the weight how many weeks what a month or whatever and yeah, they might have said, oh, you should have let me know, but she could have said, you know what, I'm good. I just wanted to let you guys know what what, what happened. Exactly. And so then, that does make sense. And then so, like, from the point of view for Finn, my thing is if you, if you want to try to mm-hmm. repair your relationship with him and, you know, get him involved with this baby, Mm-hmm. Why not let Finn go to the doctor's appointments with you? Mm-hmm. That way he feels like he's a part of something since, you know, right now they think the kid isn't his. Yeah. So if he's at the doctor's appointments, you know, he's starting to bond with you and the baby. That's true. But I feel like if she keeps if she keeps pushing him away when he's trying to to help her 
or you know be there for her the way he is that she's I think she's doing harm to their relationship that way yep because sure not seems only are, like it yeah because not only are you having a kid with another guy you don't want him involved in it at all mm-hmm. so why, why would he stick around for that yep I totally agree with that yeah I mean why would he you know and he's not going to want to keep being caught in the middle of this whole thing with this baby. I mean, we were just talking about that with Mariah and Devon and Abby and mm-hmm. that whole situation of them trying to push together having a baby. Imagine now we have this other situation with Liam, Finn, and Steffi and Hope because she's feeling the after effects of all this. Right. You know, so, yeah, this it, it's Mm. Yeah, Steffi needs to definitely set the parameters. Yeah, she does. When it comes to them. Yeah, she's been way too uh, lenient with Liam when it comes to her relationship with Finn. Mm -hmm. He shouldn't be walking in her house unannounced anymore. She dang on sure needs to take that picture down. Yeah, that's the other conversation that Finn needs to have with her. Because, I mean, granted, that's her house. So he does need to say, look, you know, your ex was just coming in when he feels like it. We're in a relationship now. We need to set the boundaries. He needs to call before he come. Let us know. Mm -hmm. You know, I have no problem. I will not stand away with his relationship with Kelly. But if Kelly's not here and with Amelia, he can't just come up in here and just want to show up and go open the door and want to talk. About even what? If, even if Kelly is there, he can't. Right. That's still, that's still unacceptable. That's true to too. You need to knock, and or else call first. Like, look, I'm on my way. You know, um, yeah. I'm coming to pick up Kelly, or I need to talk to you about something. Are you available? That gives her the option to say, "No, it's not a good time." Right. Not you just show up and open the door. But you know what? I've been saying that for the longest, even on this phone call. They do that across the board. People walk up in Eric's house unannounced, yeah, do. door unlocked. They do that. <laughs> it's like, yep. do anybody lock their door? Yeah, that seems to be like a staple on this soap. <laughs> yeah, that everybody just walk in the house. I mean, at least on the Young and the Restless, people knock. Right. You remember uh, um, Chloe and and Victor, they knocked on the door at Chelsea's yeah. house. Or when Adam showed up, he knocked on the door. They didn't just walk in like they do on Bow. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so did we, is that it? Did we cover everything for Bo? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Nothing crazy. I, just, I can't wait for them to get um, through this paternity storyline because it's I'm I'm tired of hearing I'm tired of hearing um Hope and Liam talk about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of hearing Steffi tell Finn, I just I just knew this baby was yours. I'm tired of hearing her swear to God that she thought that this baby was Finn's mm-hmm. and apologizing to him. I'm tired of hearing um Thomas and I think this has only happened for like maybe a week and a day. I'm I'm already tired of hearing Thomas ask Vinny about whether or not he switched the paternity test. Mm-hmm. You know what else was annoying this week? 
Thomas kept talking about it on the phone at Forrester and people walking in. Yeah. After the first time, Thomas, how about you just leave the Forrester building and go sit in your car? <laughs> I mean, but that seemed to be the rolling thing. When these people be having these private conversations, they either down in the supply room or in the office with the door open. Yeah. But... And, then I, and then I'll shocked and surprised when somebody walks in on them. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> It's it's um, and maybe you know, girl, it's hilarious how we you know we catch those things. Yeah, I know it's a soap. I just there's just little things like that that just I can understand if maybe they did it the first time, but they keep doing happened. it. Yeah, I think Steffi walked in on them once. Um, Hope walked in on them. Paris walked in on them. Yeah. So. Yeah. He even said at one point, "I can't, I can't talk about this here. I'm going to meet you at." at your house and then calls them again <laughs> exactly that was crazy that was so crazy okay well um this was a good week um we like i said for next week i don't have any because we i usually don't get a whole bunch of spoilers on bold until probably like sunday night and usually by that time we usually record and do the podcast on saturday so anything that come out come out on the bold and the beautiful with spoilers usually come out late in the weekend however mm-hmm. with young and the restless um ashlyn uh, tara lock the character who kyle slept with she'll be on on monday so there will be some truths revealed there more conversation about the nuances of this whole thing with Abby, Devon, and Mariah is next week. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me see. What else do I have? I think. And then Phyllis is sticking her nose where I think she's going to end up getting burned. It's going to black flyer. So you'll see what I'm talking about when that happens. Okay. Um, I got some announcements. Uh, Courtney Hoped and her boyfriend Chad Duell just got engaged. Oh, that's cool. So she's getting married. Uh, they look so happy too. Huh? I was just saying congratulations to her. And then Diamond White, the girl that plays Paris on Bold and the Beautiful, she is the moon girl um on this show called Devil Dinosaur she takes on a new role in that Disney series as as a voiceover for the Moon Girl. All right. So awesome. that's cool. Um and then of course we talked about Jacqueline and her new arrival of Lennox. So a yeah. lot of stuff has been happening some good stuff. Oh and I well I already mentioned that last week about um about Sasha. So yeah. yeah, that's news. That, that's news already out there. But um, that's all I have for the show. Did you have anything else? I do not. Okay. Um, now, we're going to do, before we go, our flip the script. And so what that is, and we got like 11 minutes left before this podcast cuts us off. But um, what the flip the script is, is that you take a storyline or a particular scene that you saw, and we flip it and change it into a storyline that we would have probably liked to see or made more, you know, interesting. So, for this week, what's your flip the script from Young and Restless and Bold and Beautiful? 
my young and the restless flip the script would have been um when Sally told um Phyllis that she was gonna go to the G what is it, the athletic club. Mm-hmm. I wish Phyllis just would have let her go. <laughs> yeah. Because Sally was clearly, like you said, um, I think she was playing her just so she could get what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my bold and beautiful flip uh, would have been Steffi letting Finn go to that doctor's appointment with her. Yep. And saying it in front of Liam just to make Liam feel stupid. <laughs> I know, right? Girl, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that would have bugged him. Oh, of course it would have. And I, I need Liam to feel uncomfortable for once. Mm-hmm. Very, very. Okay. So my flip the script for um the young and the restless comes under this whole thing with Chelsea and Chloe and Adam. I honestly would want her to actually just, you know, this whole thing just blow up sooner than it is. I don't want her to have to go through this faking process. Yeah. You know, because it would scare the crap out of her. If, just say, for example, she came, Adam came back in and she was able to hold up that phone without speaking, showing that picture, mm-hmm. he would have been shaking in his boots. Oh, he sure would have. I would have rather for her since she was able to pick that phone up with her hand and push the button to see that picture of Sharon and Adam. When he came back, her hold that phone up, look him dead in his eye without, because she can't speak, and just Mm -hmm. show her, I mean, show Adam what she knows. Yeah, that actually would have been... That would have been awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And then on bold my flip the script um, would have been um, you know with the whole thing with Flo mm-hmm. of um, Katie telling Wyatt you know what we don't have to have a relationship at this point when we're ready we will we will address that and we'll see her but right now you're trying to force us and guilt trip us into pushing us into having a relationship we're, no we're good we'll figure that out when we're ready mm-hmm. to do this. Like you said, you can't force somebody to be in your life. Yep. You that know. Would be yeah. So she she could easily, you know, tell him, you know what, when we're ready, we're ready. Yep. But the writers obviously have, you know, they're trying to blend her in. So yeah. that's what that's about. Okay, it was a good show. So yeah. that ends our show for this week. Um, I dropped the nuggets and everything for next week. So stay tuned for that. Um, we're going into March. So yeah, because Monday is March 1st. Man, this time is flying. No. We just hit New Year's 2021 and we're already in the third month of the year going, coming up on Monday. That's crazy. I know. That's unreal. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, first, second, third, fourth, fifth. Okay, so, yeah, next week is going to be the week of March 1st through the 5th, so we'll look forward to that. And until until then, you guys have a great weekend. You too, Miss uh, Keisha. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless Bold and the Beautiful Long Haul Die Hard Fans Group, 
We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.